Welcome to Short Stories, a podcast on mommyhood matters by the Shortest Tallman. I am your host, Maggie Tallman, the Shortest Tallman herself. Grab a cup of coffee or tea and hang out with me while we discuss everything mommyhood. I'll share with you a bit about my own life and stories and bring on some amazing guests who are real moms like you and me doing really amazing things. So let's get started. shorties. Um, hope everybody's doing great. I'm thrilled. Again, I always talk about how excited I am, how thrilled I am. Um, and I really am because this podcast just cracks me up, cracks me up that I have one, cracks me up that I have a blog, even though I've been doing this for a few years now. Um, so episode four um, will not disappoint. I'm very excited about that. But before I talk about that, there's a couple of things I want to talk about first. First of all, last week, um, I talked about having a podcast and um, I mentioned um, something that Brene Brown and Liz Gilbert had talked about um, in Liz Gilbert's podcast, um, Magic Lessons, um, that was inspired by her book, Big Magic. And um, I th- realized I was listening to it um, since episode three aired, and I realized I kind of like messed it up, messed up the quote. So what they, what Brene Brown had said was, what's worth doing even if I fail? And, which is true, I was right when I said that, but, you know, what she, in the interview, what she was telling Liz Gilbert is that, you know, she used to think, what would I do even if I knew I couldn't fail? And then she goes on to say, you know, well, I would do whatever. And then, you know, she followed inspiration and did it and, you know, basically fell on her butt and, you know, didn't have this big success. And you know, was very upset about it. And then she kind of changed her tune to what's worth doing even if I fail. So anyway, I just thought, you know, if you had listened to that last week in episode three, um, you know, I just wanted to mention that because I think that's so great. So not so much be thinking, um, you know, just whatever in life, you know, when you're thinking about whatever creativity, you know, or inspiration in any capacity, not what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail, which is good. You know, that's a good way to, to look at things, but even one step better is what's worth doing even if I fail. So anyway, so, um, one other thing I wanted to mention before I talk about my outstanding guest here, um, for today's interview Um, so something like totally huge in my life happened this week, um, three times over, which is why it's worth mentioning because, um, since this happened three times, um, I think I'm, I'm starting to just, it's just official, um, gray hairs, gray hairs. I have found three gray hairs on my head, 34 years young people. What's up with that? So what do I do? I mean, already I'm thinking, okay, update my will, have my estate and end of life plans all set because obviously, you know, I'm getting old, but three gray hairs. Okay. I, I pulled the first one out because like, obviously that's what you do. Cause it was just one. And I'm thinking, well, clearly there's no others. And then I kind of was poking around and I found others. Why are they 10 times thicker than a regular hair? What is up with that? Um, like, do I just let it go? Do I 
color it? Do I try to do it at home? Do I go to a salon? What do do you people do, huh? Like, I mean, I feel like this is one of those moments in life that every, you know, every woman contends with. And um, I mean, I guess three is, it's probably still hidden, I think. At least that's what I'm telling myself. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd love to hear, um, all y'all's perspective on that and, and, uh, <laughs> what, what I should do now. Oh, well, anyway, on to less melodramatic things. Um, today's interview, um, is with the lovely Amy Marchbanks. Um, and, she lives in upstate New York, um, down the road a little bit from me. I'm in New Hartford, New York, which is basically like right in the center of the state. And she's in uh, Casanova. And um, we, I called her interview um, Healthy Living, which is maybe not, doesn't exactly have a ring to it. But we talk about basically all capacities, all, all um, healthy living in all capacities. Um You know, holistic, um, natural foods. We talked about essential oils. She has chickens. We talk about that. It's kind of cool. It's an interesting reason as to why she has chickens. Um, we talk about elderberry syrup, which is not something from um, Willy Wonka, um, <laughs> even though it sounds like it. Um, you know, getting locally sourced food. Basically, you know, a, a lot of things that, you know, Maggie going through the McDonald's drive through um, it's not something in my everyday life, but I'm trying to be better. So, uh, so we talk a lot about that kind of stuff. And I like it because the theme that, um, Amy kept, really kept coming up in this interview with Amy is start small and do it in balance, you know, finding balance. So I like that because, um, you know, in my, where I'm sitting in the, you know, whatever, living very, processed food. I mean, I'm not like that bad. It's not like we're, you know, eating at fast food every day or something, but, um, you know, I probably am on the continuum of being, you know, having, consuming more processed food in our house versus, you know, strictly organic, locally sourced, you know, whatever, yada, yada, yada. You know, I'm like most people I'm on that continuum. I'm probably more towards, you know, or I won't even say probably, definitely more towards the process end of things. Um, so she gives us some great tips about that, um, about how to kind of lean, you know, take baby steps, leaning more towards um, healthy living. So without further ado, I present the amazing Amy. to all of my shorties, all of my listeners to the podcast. If you're not familiar with my blog, that's what I call my my readers are my shorties. So um, yes, I'm so excited today because I have another awesome guest, Amy Marchbanks, and I'm calling our episode Healthy Living, Amy. Does that sound good? That sounds perfect. Okay. And Amy is, um, where are you calling? Where are you from again? Uh, I, we now live in Casanova, New York. It is Casanova. Okay. I thought so. I thought it was Cas. Okay. Um, so again, upstate New York, most of my guests are from upstate New York, like myself. I'm from New Hartford. 
Um, so I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. What a fun morning. Yes, yes. I think I think we'll have a lot of fun. A lot of laughs, a lot of, uh, you know, I, I like to, you know, this is a novice little podcast here. So I, I'm not taking myself too seriously and I'm trying to have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we need to take ourselves in life, isn't it? Yeah, not too seriously. I think so too. I think so too. I feel like that's the wisdom that comes with age. Yes, is, is not taking yourself so seriously. So yeah. So Amy, you are like you know. Tell us a little bit about you. You're a work at home mom, right? I am. I'm actually I'm a registered dietitian. Okay, and a health and wellness coach. So I, um, I, I used to work full time before we had the kids and after having the kids, it was something or while well, I was pregnant with our first, mm. my husband and I really decided that we wanted to make life work so that we had one full time working parent and, mm -hmm. um, one parent that could be home and we weren't sure for how long, whether it was something that was going to be just while the kids were younger or, you know, kind of just went through life and figured it out as we went along. And we decided my husband travels a lot with work. Um, and so it was something that if we could make it work, that I could stay at home and work, um, then that's what we were going to do. So I do consult in a nursing home, but I'm fortunate where I can do uh, a day during the week while I'm at the nursing home. And then I can also I can access everything from home so I can work from home as well. So that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. I, I feel like that work at home mom gig is a great alternative for moms that don't really think that the stay at home mom thing or the work outside of the home mom full time lifestyle is right yes. for them. Yeah, um, we really had to create a lot of so flexibility you, because it was really, you know, right. I want to maximize my time with the kids and their schedules, but yet. I find it, in fact, I was talking to my best friend yesterday about how it's challenging to work at home, you know, because you're really trying mm -hmm. to get everything done in a short time frame, and you need to be efficient and you need to be, you know, I can't book my days of, oh, I'll do a hair appointment today and I'll do a doctor's appointment today, you know, tomorrow, because all of a sudden, right, the day seems to get away from you and you haven't gotten your work done. So, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to deal with the complexities of that, but still loving the fact that I can, you know, if I need to like this afternoon going in and serving at the teacher appreciation luncheon and, um, you know, making sure I'm get to my son's basketball right. or baseball game tonight, you know, things like that. It's just creative scheduling. Yes. Yes. I, I will say after being, um, a working, a full-time working mom for, let me think, how old was my oldest when I stopped? Seven? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did that for seven years and then to be home. And I thought, well, because I was a teacher, I had been home in summers and these breaks, you know, it's a, it's a great schedule as a parent, if you're a teacher. And I thought, you know, I've kind of, you know, got the gist of how this is going to go, but the hustle okay. of <laughs> of being at home is no joke. Yes, I totally agree. And everybody thinks, oh, you, oh my gosh. You, you get, and it's like, yes, I'm fortunate, but we, I'm fortunate yes. because we've made it work like this and we've sacrificed right, in right. order to make it work. And, um, <clears throat> but there are days that I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to, you know, if I get in the shower, I think I had a good day. Right. <laughs> right. And I have to say when I was working, it, that was never, I guess it was, you know, I prioritized that because obviously I wasn't going to show up to work and look right. sloppy. Um, right. 
Yeah, it, it, it is. It's it's funny. It's a funny adjustment. And there's what you think. And then there's what actually happens. And, and you know, yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, and it's all about what makes you, you know, what gives you a what gives your family a happy mom? You absolutely. Know? And, absolutely. You know, and what you can afford financially as well. <laughs> yes, there is that as well. Very but yeah, true. yeah. Well, let's see. You, you're so you're a registered dietitian, and I've noticed I follow you on Instagram. Oh, what is your? What, where do we find you on the web? Uh, I am on Facebook, uh, Amy Marchbanks. Try for a better me, and also on Instagram, Try for a better me. Okay, Try for a better me. So we're talking Try T R I Triathlon Try. Yes, which okay. is kind of funny. We've talked about how that's probably. Um, needs to be changed at this point. <laughs> I, I really, my whole journey started with this, um, my Facebook page when I had a goal of competing in my first triathlon. Okay. <clears throat> and that's kind of how I got back after having the kids and, um, wanting to get back into shape and, and being in a, or, you know, doing a triathlon was something that I always wanted to do. So I put it all together and thought, you know what, I'll start this Facebook page as a way to That's great. Help, help myself motivated and then, you know, hopefully encourage other women to lead healthy lives, you know, at the same time. Um, and then I became a health and wellness coach as well. So I can help women all across the country. You know, I don't have to meet one-on-one with them. I can do things online. So it's kind of grown. And while my business has grown, I did the triathlons, a couple of sprint triathlons, had a great time, but I'm done. <laughs> so, so try TRI isn't really some, you know, I, I try in life, but I'm not <laughs> going to be trying um, in the water I don't like anymore. I yes. see. I see. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's really neat. I mean, that's a big goal for, you know, coming out of, you know, having little kids and to kind of like get, you know, get back you know, owning your body and your life, you know, that's a heck of a goal to do a triathlon. It was fun. You know, I had, there are so many women who, friends who have done triathlons and continue to, and much bigger, you know, Ironman. Right. <laughs> not, yes. not my little sprint triathlon. Um, but it was still, you know, it was a fun time and I've done it and now it's time to move on. <laughs> I see. Okay. I accomplished that goal and have yes. other goals set that I'd like to, to work on now. There you go. That's, that's good. Um, so on your, on Instagram, you know, on try for better me, um, I see a lot of natural food stuff. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that are not on my dinner table (laughs) (laughs) and not that they're, they're not like crazy out there things. They're just, you know, um, I, we're, we're more of your typical American eaters. I have to say mm-hmm. a little bit regretfully, but I have to say, so were you always into, you know, natural food? Um, or did you used to eat like me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when I look back, my mom raised us, I was one of, I'm one of five kids and, okay. uh, she was a, work at home mom as well. She babysat and, um, you know, she working with a single income, she really tried to keep us as healthy as possible and, you know, really got how important it was to eat healthy. And, you know, I didn't realize, I, I realize now that she instilled those values in us. Mm. Um, and then as I went, you know, I decided to go back to school 
to become a dietitian, you know, of course, I went through all of the phases like everybody else. You know, the fat-free craze was when I was in college. And I, I see, lived yeah. on snack wells because I thought, well, there's no fat in them. And at the time, you know, fat was the enemy. That was something that we all tried to avoid. Right. What we didn't realize is that um, or we, we, when they take the fat out, they add tons of sugar because along with the fat goes with the flavor. Right. So in order to make it taste better, they add a bunch of sugar in. So at the time... We thought that that was like the healthy thing to do. You know, 25 years or however many years later, we look at it and say, oh my gosh, sugar is now the enemy. And people are putting gobs. And now fat is the in thing. Everybody's, you know, so many people are doing the keto lifestyle and, you know, they're eating mayonnaise on their bacon and, you know, all of. So I think the pendulum's kind of swings back and forth as life goes on. Um, I have now as a dietitian and just as a, um, you know, for our family, I really take the approach of moderation and being in balance. So, you know, so I, I wouldn't say I've always been as in tune with what I eat as I am now. Um, but -hmm. this is my passion now. It's not just my field. It's not just my job. It's something that I'm truly passionate about because I know how important what we put into our body, what we put on our body, what we surround ourselves with greatly impacts our health. Mm. And that's, that makes a lot of sense. You know, the, the old, the saying you are what you eat is truly so true. I mean, we are constantly regenerating our bodies, the cells in our body, and we're fueling that with what we eat. So if we're eating, you know, Twinkies and Ho-Hos and all of those, that's literally what our body becomes. And when you think of it like that, it's kind of like, whoa, <laughs> it's a bit of a wake up yeah. call. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do. Yeah, that's kind of making me think twice <laughs> about some of the things that I eat. Yeah. Um, how are your kids with all of this? Do they resist? Are they picky? You know, we, from the time that they were born, um, I nursed them exclusively um, until, oh gosh, they, they pretty much, I'm trying to think now, you know, it's one of those things you never think you'll forget, like that that time in life when you started the first right, food. Right. And, but bottom line is when we started to feed them, I made their baby food. <clears throat> so okay. they started out eating you know, foods right from the, you know, I would take whether it was sweet potatoes, avocados, um, little bits of egg, you know, all, they started eating real food right from the get-go. So I think that their palate was accustomed to that Mm -hmm. right from the beginning. Um, That doesn't mean to say, trust me, that they don't resist. I hear all the time, but mom, so-and-so gets to put this in their lunchbox or why can't, you know, why can't we have this? Um, And every once in a while, I'll sneak some things in there. And trust me, our diet by all means is not perfect. Like I said, it's moderation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, at this point in the season, we're going to get ice cream frequently. And, but I try to balance it and say, you know, I try to eat healthy 80, 90% of the time so that we can have those treats and not feel like, you know, right. our, we're trying to build our immune system so that, um, you know, like I said, we can, we can treat our bodies as well. So yes, they do my okay. a funny story right now is our daughter, um, 
has been gluten-free for, gosh, about three years now because of some um, health issues. And, you know, I did a ton of research and realized that it was really the gluten that was causing um, her issues. So instead of just having, yeah, that's a whole, that's a, we could do a whole other podcast on that. Um, But we've eliminated the gluten and we've really- For everybody. I've just done it across the board for a couple of reasons. Okay. One- I started out really just eliminating it from the household because I didn't want her to accidentally get something that had gluten in it. Right. Um, And then the more we got into it, I'm like, you know, this is healthier for all of us. Mm. Our eight or nine year old, he just turned nine this weekend. um, He gets so frustrated at, I don't have to have gluten free. So the other night, a couple of weeks ago, I had asked, we were ordering pizza out. And I said, you know, what do you want on your pizza? And his response Gluten. <laughs> gluten. <laughs> How funny. So you get a gluten-free so crust? We get a gluten-free crust. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so, most of the time we get gluten-free for everybody. If we know that, you know, if there's more people or, you know, we're going to go through it, then I'll get a gluten pizza as well. Um, but for the most part, we eat. In fact, he has been begging me for Cheez-Its. Um, so he, there was a big joke this weekend because we, his birthday, oh, we wrapped yes. up a box of Cheez-Its. I saw oh, that. She would think that I had handed him like so dollars. It was just the best gift ever. And he ate it all weekend and had it for snack a couple times this week. And the box is gone and he hasn't mentioned it. It's like, you know, I built up That's this so much excitement for it and now he's had it. And he's like, okay, I'm satisfied now. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. That cracks me up. So, you know, I gotta be honest. I, I like, I listen to this and I'm like, this sounds so like common sense. I want to do this. This sounds great. But when I really think about it, I feel like adapting, you know, this holistic lifestyle with food would be super hard for me. Is So really for the most part, I mean, well, your husband's all in on this too, yeah, right? He really is. He's 100% supportive. Okay. 100%. Yeah. He, tr- trust me, he's got a little okay. stash in his um, desk upstairs that the kids have found um, that he'll put some things in there every <laughs> once in a while. And I'm like, oh boy. Um, but yes, he's really, he sees for himself. Um, in fact, he was diagnosed with okay. Lyme disease a couple of years ago. Oh my gosh. Yes. And we have seen it. It was awful. Um, And it, you know, kind of rears its head because it basically never goes away. It's dormant. Um, And when he travels a lot and he doesn't get as much sleep and he, you know, he's under stress because of work and then his diet, you know, he goes out to dinner. And um, so when he, when all of that is off, his symptoms come back. Really? mm -hmm, They really, I can tell from the second that he wakes up in the morning, just looking at his eyes, that he's just, his manifests in really awful headaches. Yeah. So we know that that is, you know, he, he's seen firsthand how important it is to his nutrition is, um, and, and helping him feel healthy. So, yeah, so it's not, you know, it's one of those things that I tell people, if you're trying to make changes, take baby steps. It's not something like okay. you need to go and overhaul your entire kitchen. And um, I, that is one thing that I do run groups and I help um, my clients change little things at a time. And I love that. Okay. Like I love showing, you know, how you can use, you can sub this for this. And I don't say go and, you know, empty out your kitchen and toss everything. No, right. you, you know, okay. it up. but the next time you go to the store to buy something, buy this instead of this. Okay. You know, so for example, soy sauce, 
Um, instead of buying soy sauce, there's... What's wrong? You're taking away soy sauce from me? No, no, there's something even better. Okay, <laughs> what is it? What's the better thing? So it's either Bragg's. I don't know if you've heard Bragg's, B-R-A-G-G-S, Bragg's Amino Acids, or Coconut oh, Aminos. No. Is Bragg's, st- is that the... Um, like apple cider vinegar? The yes. apple cider vinegar yes. people. Yes. Okay. Yep, same company. So either the Bragg's or um, Aminos, Coconut Aminos, either one of those okay. are a fabulous substitute like you could do it you could sub it and nobody would know the difference okay all right i can handle that i can handle that it still has like the kind of listen the kind of subbing i've been trying to do in my kitchen has been can i buy the aldi's alternative right Absolutely, but so take it one step further. Grocery store, right? So you take it one step further because all these is a great example of uh, of a store that has. And they've got great, great like natural stuff, and you know, I I, yeah, yeah. More and more, I'm shopping there. Yeah, and they actually have their organic. I mean, their organic produce is really. um, I, I we now have a store in Casanova that opened up a couple months ago. And I stopped there before we even have Wegmans down the road. But let's face it, oh, I nice. can spend a small fortune at Wegmans. Yes, yes, you so can. I go to Aldi's first. And, you know, if there is the organic, what you, the organic produce that you can buy there is so much cheaper than, mm-hmm. you know, you're like a Hannaford or a, a top. Right. And it's, and it's good stuff. Right. So, yeah. So I, the other thing that I trial people to do is, Look local, especially now. Obviously, in New York, we have an extremely short growing season. Um, right. But look to your local farmers. You know, go to your farmers mm-hmm. market. There's um, the the CSAs. There are amazing CSAs that we have in New York that you can really start to slowly introduce some of those vegetables into your family's oh. diet. Um, and you don't have to go all in. You don't have to be like, okay, I'm gonna like I said, overhaul the entire everything because you're going to have a, a revolt right. on your hands. So slowly, right. little, you know, little baby steps. Yes. I feel like if I were to even do that, I would, I would find myself in my pantry yes. crying on the floor, hugging exactly. like an Oreos exactly. wrapper or something. Yeah. <laughs> in yes. a fetal position. Um, so do you, I got to ask this question. Do you miss any of the non-natural food stuff? You know, Twinkies, Pepsi? You know what? I don't. Really? So when you kind of cut the cord, like when you're finally at that stage where you kind of cut the cord, you're kind of done. And you create the good stuff. Now, if I go, like when we were in vacation, on vacation and your your nutrition, you know, it slips. It's And that's fine. Like that's part of the balance. Sure. But by the end of the week, you kind of feel like crap. You kind of feel like, ugh, like this, my body just doesn't respond well to that anymore. Um, So Mm. if I do start to eat that way, I just, I feel sluggish. I feel exhausted. I feel bloated. Mm. And I realize, yeah, it tastes great going down, but within 30 minutes, no. But it doesn't make you feel good. Mm. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if I've just been eating not so great food for so long that this is just my normal. Right. You don't know what any so, different. Yeah. That's how, right? That's how you feel. So in sodas, right. I can't even, I, I'll have like a sip of something and I'm like, oh, I just can't, cannot do soda at all. Yep. It's oh, crazy. Oh man. Crazy. Okay. Mm, 
that's it's awesome. It really is awesome. I'm I'm, I'm envious, and I'm I'm thinking about how I can. You know, my mind is swimming, and I'm taking little notes about how I can. You know, kind of well, like, switch so this for that and that great, kind of thing. Okay, you know, I'll say either. Some people just get used to the carbonation, so you can slowly back it down. Yes, so you could I do, do love the something. You know, you could do a seltzer, um, and then they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know I what? Know, but once you get there's that um, <laughs> true true lime, true lemonade. There are those little powdered packets that are flavored with stevia. So you could put okay. a little bit of that in with a seltzer, and it tastes like sweet, and it tastes you've got the carbonation, okay. and you just slowly back out. So you're not doing it cold turkey. You're just saying, okay, okay. let me just slowly make right. the process, okay. you know, slowly process it out of my diet. Maggie, I'll help you. Okay. All right. Okay. That sounds good. Cause I'm, I need a lot of help. All right. So speaking of turkeys, not that you were exactly speaking of turkeys, but another thing, I love following you on Instagram. Um, so you have chickens. <laughs> we do. So our ladies, and you said that you never imagined having them. Oh, gosh, so, yeah. so you have all hens. Okay. Yeah. So how did that happen? And what's, what's the, the best and the worst thing? Cause I feel like chickens are like in right now. Like it's a funny, they are, they that, are that are in. And if you had asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, you are absolutely crazy. I will never, <laughs> have chickens. never in a million years, but I have chickens oh. here. Yep. I go out see my ladies in the, in the morning. Um, so we, when we bought this house in October, the chickens came with. Oh my so gosh. The, the um, family that we were buying the house from was very much, um, she's a friend of mine and she's very much in the same mindset that I am as far okay. as eating. And, um, so she had, they had these chickens <clears throat> and she said, I can either give them away or, you know, the coop is already there. And I said, you know what? Let's give it a go. Let's just try it and see what it's like. Right. So because I'm buying, you know, organic eggs and spending five, six dollars a dozen or or I'll go to the uh, local farmer and buy some. So I thought, let's, why not right. give it a try? So it has been, it's been eye-opening. It's been fascinating. Um, the best thing about having them is there is nothing like an egg that literally is laid and you, you know, put it into a pan. The taste is, is no comparison. Really? In fact, my nephew came um, while we were in Florida for vacation and he was, he collected the eggs for us and fed the cat. And, <clears throat> and so I said, collect the eggs and, you know, bring them home. And he said, those eggs were so good. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. So that's the best part. That and the other part and the main reason, honestly, why I wanted them is because we have woods behind us. And like I said, my husband has lime mm. and I am slightly freakish about ticks. And yes. The ticks. Oh my gosh. Really? They do? They do. They do. They go around. We let them free range and all day long, they just go and they eat bugs and ticks. And um, so the worst part about having it was this winter, dead of winter. And I'm going out mm. there because of course it was, you know, minus 20 degrees. Nice and it would freeze instantly. And I'm schlepping out right. with water, fresh water for them thinking, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? This is absolutely insane. And then I would say, ticks, <laughs> tick season is coming. Right. And that's what they got us through. 
is I know that I can get through this winter because all spring and all summer, they're going to eat those little buggers. So they'll have a little bit more peace of mind. Okay. So are the chickens, like you said, you let them free reign. Are they like, are they fenced in? Nope. They just, we have, we own, our house is on five acres. Oh, okay. Um, and they roam. So they roam and they come back home. They roam and they come, yeah. Every night around <laughs> like dusk, they'll find their, you know, they just kind of, they'll find the woods and then they'll eat all around that, you know, they go far. Like I've never seen across the road. Um, they pretty much know. Now, granted, like I said, this was their home before <laughs> they were here before us. So, I don't know. Maybe they know their boundaries already. I don't know. But they just kind of, you know, they go, I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. I'll have to research a little bit more about my, my chickens, how far they go. But yeah, so they roam. They just kind of go through. We've got a dog. Oh, that's um, so fun. So <clears throat> if she is out, they, it's almost like they know they have, we have an invisible fence and they kind of go on the invisible fence knowing that she can't go near them. Um, but yeah, they just free range. And then around dusk, they come back to their coop and head right in. I don't even have to, we don't even have to hurt them. They just go right into their coop, shut the door for the night and they're done. That's hysterical. Okay. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So I, okay. So I can kind of see why it's, you know, more and more people are getting chickens. Yes. Well, especially with the ticks right now. I think that that's everybody's big push is that we're all, oh they're gosh. just, they're everywhere at this point. So, ugh. Oh, I know. I'm so like, it, it just freaks me out. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing somewhere you had posted about your husband and I thought, you know, and it kind of made it even more real, um, you know, because I, I, I think I've known a couple of people, you know, several um, degrees of separation from me that, you know, had Lyme disease from ticks and um, oh, it yeah, just freaks awful. me out. It's awful. Yeah. Awful. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So more on with this holistic lifestyle that you have going on. Are you an essential oil girl? I am. Oh, <laughs> boy. I'm assuming must be young living, yeah, right? Young living. Yep. And actually that's something that I, again, back to my mom. Now at this point in my life, I realize how, you know, how, I mean, I've always appreciated my mom. But now right. as an adult and as a parent, and I realized she was so far ahead of her game and all of the things that I used to roll my eyes at that she would do, I realized she knew what she was talking about this whole time. And what was my, why wouldn't I jump on board when she started it? Um, and right. she, so she started using essential oils years and years ago. Um, <clears throat> so I got an account through her just to slowly start getting into this, you know, into the process and using them. I see. And now mm -hmm. I'm a huge believer in them. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think they have, they can't be taken lightly. There's something that, you know, they're very powerful. Um, so you have to be cautious, you know, you, you have to use them with caution. Um, they're so, they're incredibly yeah. powerful um, and really can be used in place of a lot of medicines. Mm -hmm. I think what, 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 cause I, I have a, a small collection myself and, and, you know, more and more, I, I love them. Um, but I still, I was just, I, I interviewed, um, my husband's cousin and she's, she's a big essential oils person. So that was okay. kind of her specialty. So we talked a lot about that. And, 
um, you know, one of the things that I said to her was like, I still feel kind of like nervous about using it, Mm -hmm. um, especially for its medicinal purposes. Um, I, you know, I find myself still reaching for Neosporin. Yeah. You know, like I still kind of like, you know, I think it's because, you know, we're so used to, we're a culture that, you know, we're used to going into our local drugstore and all the ads and everything else that's in our face. And it's like, that's what I can trust. You know, like in me, I'm thinking I can trust what's on the shelf of the drugstore. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny that with anything, because, um, you know, I am, I drink Shakeology and I'm a big believer in it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's something that, you know, I'll be talking to someone about it and they're like, oh, is it safe? Is it this? Is it that? And, you know, we always joke that here, this is like, as not, you know, it's, it's an amazing product. Um, and yet someone could go into McDonald's and not question what is in their food. That is me. That is absolutely me. Right. You know, I think like, oh, well, this is, you know, it's around everywhere. Right. And it's in my face. And I don't think, I don't give much thought about it, but anything, which is funny because, you know, and I know that historically, you know, plants, herbs, essential oils, like that was, you know, medicine before modern medicine. Right. Right. Um, before you yeah, can make I just money. I need to get over it. Yeah, yeah. Before you could make money, you know, putting it in a pill, right. and you know, right. Yep. So <sighs> it's interesting how, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. More, I think I just need to educate myself, you know, some more and, and get some more confidence in it. Yes, um, I think a huge piece of it. Yes. Now, actually, about medicine. So you know, I I have heard about this elderberry elderberry syrup thing, which mm-hmm. sounds like something from Willy Wonka. Uh, <laughs> So tell me, and you you elderberry syrup, right? Yes. Um, Again, something that I started using because of my mom. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, she really. um, Gosh, I should interview her. I was just going to say, she's the one. (laughs) She is. Oh, my gosh. The amount that I have learned from her. That's about awesome. life in general, but just, you know, this holistic living is just incredible. Mm. I have, I owe it to her and, um, you know, my stepfather and, but at any rate, yeah. So oh. elderberries, um, so I started making elderberry syrup, uh, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, three, I don't know, a while ago. Okay. Um, and for its immune building properties, and it's something that's super easy to make you know, you can buy it in the store as well, but to make it scratch is one, you get local, like I use all, um, I'll use a local honey. So I'll go either actually my mom and stepfather raise bees. So I'll get honey from them or I'll get it from oh our my local gosh. farm. Yeah. So cool. we have, they actually have elderberry bushes. We have one at the new what? house and I think I'm going to plant some more this spring. What? Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, but in the meantime, I started, I, I made it and, um, I sold it locally all winter long because so many people realize the benefits of it. Yeah, I, I got to a point in, we start using it a couple weeks before school starts to start to build the kids' immune system. So I actually, I put it into my calendar and my phone to remind me, like, start the elderberry, you know, before the school germs No hit. way. Um, yeah, so we'll start it in August. All right, how do you take it? How do you take it? Does it taste gross? with love it. The key with making it is that you can make it as sweet as you want. So the last batch, 
um, I had some extra honey left over and I'm like, oh, I'll just throw it in there. And the families that bought it were like, oh my gosh, this is so good. It is so sweet. So yeah, you're bell, you know, you're getting a little bit more honey in it, but it's, you know, it's not like you're eating a teaspoon of sugar. Um, right. So yeah. So we, the kids love it. We all take, the kids take a teaspoon every morning. My husband and I take a tablespoon. Um, so we pretty much take it from, August until, or the end of August until really school. Like we're still using it, not necessarily on a daily basis. Um, we're not as, okay. you know, diligent about it during these months. Um, just because they're outside, kind of their immune system is building back. Right. Um, but then if anybody gets the second that someone gets a sniffle or they're starting to feel off, then like if I'm, if I start to feel ugh, then I'll boost my elderberry. I'll take like three, I'll take it three or four times a day. Really? So it's just like a little, you know, like, uh, you know, it's an antioxidant. Yes. Yep. It's an antioxidant. Okay. So what does it do? So it, it just kills germs in your body or? Yeah, it really, it's more about instead of killing as much as it is building your system up um, so that okay. you're able to fight off. And we, so some see. people will say like, don't take it on the weekends to kind of give your body a break. I figure at some point during the week, there's probably two days that I will have forgotten to give it. <laughs> so uh, we just kind of, funny. you know, um, you know, I, I don't say, okay, it's Saturday, don't take it. We just pretty much take it as much as, as we can during the week when we remember. Right. Um, but I'm a huge, in fact, what happened, it was like this winter, everybody realized the benefits of it. And I would really? buy organic um, elderberries, dried elderberries from Amazon, um, Frontier brand. And all of a sudden <laughs> it went, I bought several bags in fall, but I ran out because everybody was, you know, wanted it. Really? And by January, February, the price of elderberries was astronomical. Really? It was crazy because everybody was like realizing how, how much it works. So yeah, I think I'm going to stock up come August, September and get several bags so that I have it to last us through the winter. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Gosh. Good stuff. I need to take like a Amy Marchbanks, <laughs> you know, life class here. Gosh. Okay. All right. So your little, like your tagline is inspiring women to live a holistic and healthy life mm -hmm. for try for better me. Yes. Maybe minus the try <laughs> or try with a Y. There you go. <laughs> what's, the, what's the gateway? What are simple things to get started to live more holistically and healthy? Uh, you know, like I said before, start small, take baby steps. Um, you know, whether it's making small changes in the food that you eat, um, even as far as, like I said, buying locally versus, okay. you know, especially now in New York with all of the, you know, we're starting to finally see life um, around. What I tell people is less is better. So whether it's less like the okay. distance that your food has to travel from the farmer to your table, mm. the healthier it's going to be. Okay. Because if you're eating, um, you know, broccoli, that's picked in California and it's trucked clear across the country to New York from the time that broccoli mm -hmm. is picked, it's losing its nutrients. So by the time it gets clear across the country, the nutrition that's in that broccoli is mm, less than okay. when it was first picked. So if you can get a, you know, the, the more local you can purchase, 
the better off you're going to be. So even starting with those small things is going to your farmer's market, going to, you know, um, the CSA, there, there are farms all around us. We're, we're very fortunate to live in a place that there is so much around us. And so, you know, little, I did, you know, and I didn't know that I didn't know that, you know, like broccoli is going to lose okay. some of its nutrients. And I, actually, I tell my clients that you're better off during the winter. Um, a lot of times buying a frozen vegetable because they're going to, okay. they're, yes. flash, they're flash frozen as soon as they're picked. So even though they might be in California or wherever they are, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're picked and they're frozen immediately. So their nutrients are locked in. Whereas, so again, you might be better off having that frozen okay. product versus the product that's been, you know, take, picked and it takes three weeks to get to your table. So, you know, something small like that, um, whether it's food, whether it's your household cleaners, you know, it's, it's not just, I'm not a big proponent just of the food that we eat, but everything mm. that's around us. Um, you know, the sunblock that we put on our skin, um, the chemicals, mm-hmm. you know, eliminating, there are so many, like you talked about essential oils, um, you know, there are, you know, spraying off the countertops or using, mm-hmm. I have a thieves spray with a little bit of, um, vinegar that I'll spray mm-hmm. down the kids' backpacks in their lunch boxes with every day. So boom, it's just sprayed off and it goes away. So it's not, you know, as toxic, um, so, you know, those small things, and like I said, it's not about going out and throwing right. everything away and buying all new. Just every time you go to buy one product, look to see what else is out there. Look to see if there's a better product that you could replace it with. So you're not, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you're not spending a ton of money right off the bat, and you're just making baby steps. Okay. I like that. That sounds a little bit more doable. Mm-hmm. So what would you say are the most major lifestyle changes you've adapted since, you know, you've been on this journey? You know, I think my biggest thing is just finding balance Um, Mm -hmm. because we can very easily take everything in life to an extreme, Um, whether it's exercise, whether it's eating healthy. I mean, you can take anything and just be so fixated on it. And it ends up not being mm-hmm. healthy either. So through this process, I think the biggest thing for me is just is trying to find balance. And that's, mm. you know, because like I said, for a long time, I was just, okay, I've got to, I wouldn't eat this or I wouldn't eat that. Or no, I, I'm learning how to work those foods in so that I'm not depriving myself or the family. Um, mm-hmm. Because let's face it, you know, we want to be healthy. We want to be joyful. We want to be, and it's just as important to, um, you know, have those things that make you feel good too. So it's just finding that, Mm -hmm. that happy medium. Okay. Um, I bet you've run into this a bunch of times. Um, being someone that leans on the other side, you know, probably regrettably. So, um, Mm -hmm. it seems like holistic and healthy often requires more time, more money. So what is your answer to that? Yeah, and I hear that a lot. Like, oh, it's so expensive to eat. Yeah, I mean, look at just organic Um, versus not organic. You know, like it's obviously, it's almost always is more expensive. Right. And, you know, like we've talked about, we talked about all these. We talked about, um, I mean, even as fun, you know, you think, oh, my gosh, planting a garden. It's so much work. But make it a fun project Mm -hmm. for the kids. You know, 
the cost of going and buying seeds. I mean, let's face it, that's pretty darn right, cheap. Right, right. And it can be, how fun can it be? The kids love to all of a sudden see the fruits of their labor. Like, oh my gosh, we've got, even if you get a couple tomatoes, a couple cucumbers, whatever it is, um, those are, you know, one less thing that you have. Lettuce. Like, you know, oh, I lettuce, eat a, yeah. a lot of lettuce. Mm-hmm. That's something that's so super easy. Like, it's it's almost foolproof in your garden. Mm-hmm. Um you know, in it once you usually get a couple cuttings from it. Um, so you could do your own garden. Uh, like I talked about doing frozen vegetables during the winter because, you know, it, vegetables around here, fruits and vegetables are expensive, especially during the winter months. So mm-hmm. I buy a lot of frozen, uh, you know, whether it's berries, um, you know, blueberries, strawberries. I also spend buying things that are in season are obviously going to be a lot less expensive. Um, so I'll go, one of my favorite summer activities to do is going blueberry picking. Oh, I love that. Love it. Oh, I love it. Right. So we can go and we could pick quarts and quarts of blueberries and then it's super easy to just freeze them and have them. So you have, you know, my daughter was, our daughter was at one point just eating every day. She would eat oatmeal and blueberry like for months and months on end. Mm -hmm. So how cool would it? You know, was it to go into the freezer during the dead of winter and pick out blueberries that we had picked during the summer? Yeah, you know? that so is pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> you know, it was so much cheaper to do it that way. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of really getting things that are season, getting things that are local um, during the, the off season, um, focusing on frozen foods, going to places like Aldi's. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those are and focusing on like your – there's the um, EWG environmental workers group that has the dirty dozen. Like those are the top mm-hmm. dirtiest fruits and vegetables. So if you can't eat everything organic and let's face it, I don't buy everything organic, but I try to focus on those 12 that are the heaviest with the pesticides. Right. So, and so that's what I try to do is just not do everything, but just do what you can and then let go. If you can't right. do all of it, then let it go. Let it go. Okay. You are, I I like your, your good vibes only girl. So how do you keep this positive outlook? I'm sure if you asked my family, they would say you don't. (laughs) She doesn't always keep it. So I really, I think, um, I, we had a a tragedy when I was younger in life. Um, I was, my brother was tragically killed when he was 15 and I was 19. And so... Yeah. So the thought of, you know, people say, oh, life is short. Um, It truly is. Like, I realize how Mm -hmm. every day matters. Mm. And it's something that we need to let go of the things that don't really matter. Um, And trust me, that is not an easy thing for me to do all the time. I really, I'm a type of Mm -hmm. person that thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks. Uh, And thank God for my husband who always pulls me back to, you know, let it go. Just you're way overthinking this. Um, And so I do a lot of reframing thoughts. You know, if I start to go down a negative road, Mm -hmm. I stop myself um, and I really try to reframe it. And how can I look at it differently? Okay. Um, You know, sometimes even as simple as getting outside. 
you know, exercising, you know, when I wake up and I set my alarm and I wake up before, you know, I start to get the kids ready for school. I'm so much, I'm a better person. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife because I get those endorphins going and I just feel better about myself. So I really try. In fact, my husband says to me sometimes when, if I'm just having a rough, I'm not thinking of things positively or I'm crabby or, you know, he'll say, why don't you go take a walk? Right, <laughs> go right. Do some yoga or just go take 15 minutes to yourself because he knows how important it is for me to kind of get that thought process mm-hmm. going again. So, yeah. So ultimately I just, I look at life and I say it truly is short and it's something that I want to appreciate each day the best that we can and holding on to negativity does mm-hmm. nobody any good. So whether it's negative thoughts, whether it's negative people in your life, um, just, you know, that's let it, I've said let it go how many times to this podcast, but right, right, right. You know, bless, bless and release is one of, you know, one of my favorites. Oh, I like that. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Mm -hmm. Bless and release. Mm -hmm. Whether it's somebody that that is giving you, you know, you're feeling bad vibes from them, bless them and release. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. Well, we're at the end here. I have my six little questions that I like to ask everybody at the end of the interviews. Are you ready? Okay. Favorite author and or book. Favorites are so hard for me. I have to pick one. Mm. (laughs) I know, right? I well, you know, there's no there's no favorite book. You know, I think you and I have a mutual I was going to say, I yeah. think I know who yeah, you might Rachel say. Rachel Stafford is one of my, the hands-free mama, um, is one of my favorites mm. because I just feel like she, uh, she, like, she gets me. <laughs> it's like she. She gets it. Yes. I was just thinking she gets it. She gets me. Like, yes. what? Is she in my head? Like, where is she? She is, right. no matter what, I feel like yes. she's just, she's, you know, a mom who's going through the same things in life as the rest of us. And she's just so down to earth and just be present. Mm -hmm. No, I just, I love her. So I'm going with her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. And I feel like I just appreciate how honest she is. Um, Yes. And I feel, because I feel like um, camaraderie with her and I feel, you know, less bad about myself. And on top of it, she's so, she's got like a loving, um, way about her. I feel, I, I feel like I'm able to not, um, like I'm able to let go and forgive myself, you know, yes. kind of thing. Yes. Perfect. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, love it. Okay. Yep. Favorite quote. Uh, my favorite quote is <clears throat> I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. Oh, I like that one. That's a good one. Very true. Yes. Okay. Guilty pleasure. Twinkies, Oreos. <laughs> no. Reese's <laughs> peanut butter sun ice cream sundae. <laughs> oh. Gosh. I like yeah, the chocolate, the peanut butter, the vanilla ice cream all like melted together. Oh yes, that's that's a good thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Besides your family, what gets you going? What puts the fizz in your elderberry syrup? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do I have to tell you my secret ingredient for that? No. (laughs) What gets me going? I think, um, hmm. I guess when I lay my head on the pillow at night, I just want to feel like I do the best that I could today. Um, You know, I just, my family obviously is 
my pride and joy and what I sure. get up for every day. But ultimately, you know, am I a good person? Do I feel like, you know, I have mm-hmm. made an impact on somebody today or, um, you know, reached out and touched somebody even with a smile or a compliment or, you know, just helping other people make, helping other people feel good about themselves. Oh, that is so nice. <laughs> okay. What keeps you balanced and calm? Let's see about that. Um I, I think it kind of goes back to my the comment that I made earlier is that my exercise, mm-hmm. um, I'm really focusing a lot on my breathing. Um, mm. I actually put some uh, a breathing app on my phone to remind myself because, you know, I've got my Fitbit on my watch and there are times that I look down and I'm like, sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, my heart rate, I, I'm not doing, I'm not exercising. Right. My heart rate's up to 110. What's going on? And I realize at those right. times- that I'm not breathing, which sounds so silly, but I realize right. how much I'm it, whether I'm stressed or I'm that I just hold on to my breath, that I hold on to the tension. And I, at that moment, I'll just literally stop what I'm doing. And I take a couple of deep breaths in through my nose and out through my mouth and just really calm myself down um, with my breathing and, um, you know, I'm trying to work in meditating into my yoga um, so that I'm balanced, more balanced throughout the day. I love so. it. Yeah, boy, I tell you, those, you know, wearing a heart rate monitor really is eye opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For a number of reasons. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. What do you think the world needs more of? I would say compassion and love. Love it. Mm-hmm. I really feel Very like we're there's so much, um, so much judgment that goes on, whether it's mm-hmm. you know amongst other moms, whether it's against mm-hmm. whoever it is, and I just ugh, we just need to be more compassionate and understand that we're all in this together, and mm-hmm. the more loving we are and gracious and compassionate to one another, the better off we'll be. Well, Amy Marchbanks, you are a good egg. Oh, thanks, Maggie. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on here. Thanks for inviting me. He really started my morning out in a great way. And I feel just talking to you, you bring such a positive light and your humor always makes me laugh. So I appreciate you. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you. And I, like I said, I was taking little notes and um, yes, I even wrote down the elderberries, the dried, you know, I mean, you're speaking my language when you talk about ordering on Amazon, because I'm thinking, yeah. you know, where the heck do I, I don't think, I, do I have an elderberry bush? I don't know. Um, now I'm like, out. okay. Okay. I'm thinking, okay, at the very least I can order like, you know, nice organic. Yes, you can. Dried super, elderberries. Super easy. So, I'll, get you, I'll get you connected. Yes. Oh, awesome. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.